Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, the ladies are all on Twitter once again. Our Woo-hoo. special guest today, Josh DeMall. Yes. But you think he's a hottie, don't you? Oh, God, there's no question about it. You know, Dr. Debbie. Lucky Fergie. Yeah. Oh, Fergie. Oh, Fergie's married to him from yeah, the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Learned that. They just had a baby, too. Did they? Yes, they did. Huh. Tammy, do you know who Josh Dumont is? I do. I do. Yes. You think he's a hottie? I'm not salivating quite as much here as Judy, but I, yeah, yeah, he do. He do. He, he likes, do. He likes the it. animals. Here, check well, out this. See, he's gotten better looking right there. This picture of him holding a couple of puppies makes him look extra cute, huh? I'm still liking the puppies better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm insulted. <laughs> no, Judy, I'm leaving him for you. I'll just take the puppies. There you go. Okay. You and Dr. Debbie. We'll, we'll split it. Yeah. <laughs> what's he, uh, he going to be on the show for? He's doing a rescue. It's called Rescue Wagon Tales from the Road, where they're going around and picking up animals in high-kill shelters and where there's an abundance of them and taking them to areas and getting them adopted out hmm. where there's That's a need. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Very That's good. cool. Also on the show today, Judith Guth, is that it? Yes, Judy yes. Guth, mm-hmm. she is a landlord. We talked about this last week. She's a landlord in Los Angeles, and she will only rent to you if you have an animal, <laughs> which is great. Oh, that's quite, cool. Quite the opposite of what we normally yeah. hear. Uh, so we'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes. What do you got coming up, Tammy? Well, you know, not every service dog out there is really doing a service. And we're going to have the founder of Potopia on here in the next hour because this has actually gone to the California Senate. They've got a committee hearing testimony from people who are saying, wait a minute, you just can't say your dog's a service dog and come in here. It's got to be official and the dog's got to be really doing the work. Wow. Okay. Because you see a lot of people faking it. Absolutely. There's not really any kind of official certification yet. No, and maybe there should be, because you can go online, and within a half hour, you're going to have all the paraphernalia you, you need to make your dog look absolutely legit. Mm. Which half an hour only takes five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're really fast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, of course, will gain you access to restaurants and flights and oh, hotels yeah. with your animal, and of course... And discounts, all kinds of stuff. While it isn't illegal, it's unethical, and we'll be talking to mm-hmm. a lady who's uh, done a little bit of research on that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's just an amazing show right there. It's packed full. Uh, let's talk to you right now. How about that? one 405 8405 to the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and, of course, Tammy Trujillo doing our news. We're so glad. I see she actually came back for the second week, so she hasn't I been did. scared away yet. No, no, no. I was counting the days. i got to tell you. I love this. This is <laughs> awesome to be with you guys. Well, you must have her on some happy pills there, Al. Why, Joey? Oh, We're not yeah. fun. Oh, well, I, 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 I guess you got to grow into it. What are you going to be talking about today? <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm like the tax man. Um, I'm going to do my quarterly report today, okay, of getting getting your dogs ready for the season, okay? Seasons have changed. we got to get them ready. Um, and your cat, too. I can't believe out the kitties. Yeah, there's so many ways to reach out to us here at Animal Radio. The Animal Radio app. It is free. Download it now for iTunes phone and android you can ask your questions as well as listen to other shows and and really uh, browse our bevy of resources and of course links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com what do you say we take a call for dr debbie we have jim on the phone hey jim hello hey where are you calling from uh bethel pa Beth- bethel pa listening on weeu i imagine what's going on 
yeah, I'm calling about my poodle. Now, somebody from Hamburg called a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying about his dog had a similar problem. But now, uh, my wife, I took him to two vets already, and it gave me stuff to put in, and it doesn't take it away. What's the problem? His ear, his ear is infected. Okay. And they don't they don't clean them out now. I, every time I went to it, I had ear problems since I've been born, and my doctors always clean my ear out and then put stuff in. But yeah. uh, 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 now my wife got stuff on online, and I've been trying that. Uh, it's uh, like a liquid, and I put okay. it in his ears, and they said within ten days it should be gone, but it doesn't. It's, he still has it. Okay. And he also itches a lot. I'm not sure what it is. Okay, so with the ears, was it diagnosed as a specific type of infection, or were they just suspecting what it was? No, he just said they just say it's inf- he has infected ear. He has an infected okay. ear. He had two of them. Now the the liquid took the one that the one that gave took one of it away. And his one ear is good, but mm-hmm. he had it in both ears. But the other one won't go away. Okay. Uh, and then when I was a kid, now I I had you know like I said I have ear problems all my life. I I was going to try boric acid. Now I don't know if that's good for a dog then, but uh, I don't okay. remember if I if they put it in dry or if they put a mixture of it. What the doctor did. Okay, well, some great topics here, Jim. So ear infections can be chronic or a recurrent problem for many pets. It doesn't have to be in some situations, and and for those situations, often I find that we don't get the most effective treatment. Um, so we don't really diagnose specifically what we might have going on in the ear. So for an yeah. example, if we have a dog with a resistant bacterial infection, some medications may not be eff- um, efficacious, and we're going to have to try a, a different generation of medicine or even combine an oral medicine along with it. So sometimes we just don't quite get the appropriate treatment for what's going on in the ear. Um, yeah. In some cases, it really is that there's something else underlying. And in many cases, with many pets that have, especially if they have ear infections accompanied with itching or scratching or chewing on their body, we may be dealing with an underlying allergy, whether it's a food allergy or a seasonal allergy. And that just kind of primes the ears, makes them a little red, sore. The pet starts scratching, and then we get a secondary infection that sets up inside those ears. So there could be some different scenarios here for your pet and I'm you know I think we need a lot more information or even getting a sample from those ears taking a look down in there with a scope would help a lot so those kind of things now you mentioned about cleaning the ears and um the, the truth is we, we do want to clean a dog's ears to get the most um, helpful treatment. Um, so if we got a bunch of hair, we got a bunch of crudeau in the ear, just putting an ointment in is not going to do us a whole lot of good. The challenge is that a dog's ear canal is very different than a human one. So if you take a Q-tip, you can pop it through your eardrum and ring your bell. Um, for a dog, their ear canal is shaped kind of like an L. So there's a vertical part that goes down, and then once it gets into the base of the skull, it turns and goes horizontally. So it really is shaped like an L. So it's impossible with a pet awake to really fully clean down to those deepest parts of the ear. Sometimes we can work on it, and gradually with time, we might get some um, good cleaning done at home. Um, But in some cases, if those ears are really bad, um, a pet may warrant an anesthetic ear flush. So, again, I don't know where your pet fits into things, but if there's a bunch of crudu in there and the vet says, man, I can't see down to the eardrum, there's just so much stuff in there, an anesthetic flush can actually be one of the best ways to get your pet off on the right foot so that you can most effectively treat at home. So that might be an important question to ask your vet. 
Now, as yeah. far as um, medications, there's oodles of different medicines. So there's ointments, there's liquids, and there's all sorts of uh, different gels that we might apply in the ear depending on what kind of infection there is. So for me, I like to take a sample, a little swab, look under the microscope. I'm a nerd that way. Um, but we call that cytology. And that helps to define what kind of population. Are there yeast? Are there bacteria? Um, what medicine is going to be our best, um, best arsenal for this? And um, based on that... I will often pick what kind of ear wash or an irrigation solution that we might use. So there's some really good veterinary products that I can recommend based upon what kind of ear infection we have going on. Sometimes we might want something that's a little bit more geared towards a yeast infection, sometimes more towards a bacterial infection, sometimes just a general cleansing agent. So that my preference would be typically is to go with a good, already prepared veterinary um, ear wash. Um, those are pH balanced. They tend to be the least irritating to the ears and, and the best confidence that's going to do what you want to do. But you didn't bring up a question about boric acid and, and, you know, is that something you can use? A lot of the different veterinary ear washes may contain boric acid or acetic acid or malacetic acid. And the whole idea is these are types of acids which are used in the ear to decrease the pH in the ear, and it makes it an unfavorable environment for bacteria and yeast to grow. It also has an antibacterial activity and antifungal activity, so it actually can help. doesn't replace some of these other therapies, but it can help to treat ear infections. So um, I personally, like I said, I prefer a prepared um balanced veterinary ear wash. But if I do have someone who says, I just want to make something on my own, Doc, can you tell me what I can do to, to make a homemade ear wash? And, and there certainly are. Um, so I usually will use um, a preparation of uh, 25% of uh, vinegar, white vinegar. And I'll white use vinegar. that with, yep. Okay. So w- one quarter to three quarters of water. And then... Okay. And then um, as far as the, the challenge is figuring out the proportion and the volume you're using. So if we're using, say, like a 16-ounce bottle that you're mixing up, we can add boric acid. And generally the best way to do is it add in the powder form. And yeah. we add about two teaspoons of boric acid to that. Um, so the, the goal is we don't really want the acetic acid or the boric acid to exceed 2%. So if we do, and I've had some people that say, oh, I just take alcohol and I take vinegar and I pour it in my dog's ear. You know, ow, that's going to hurt. Alcohol yeah. burns and a, a high concentration of vinegar or boric acid, you know, that's going to be irritating to a pet's ear. So you don't want to get carried away with where um, a bit's good, a lot is not going to necessarily be better. Um, but so that, that would be kind of your general homemade type variety of ear wash that, uh, you know, can help, but um, yeah, I'm really concerned, Jim. I, I think we could do more for your pet's ears, and especially if you're already battling this a couple times over. Um, yeah, I, I would say, hey, you pick up that phone and say, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Veterinarian, um, I don't think we're getting a handle on things. Can, can we try something different? Can you tell me what we might need to do to get a better handle on my pet's ear infections? Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, my wife also read about the boric acid if a dog itches. That you can make a solution with the boric acid and wash your dog. What what would that what would that solution? It doesn't say what the solution. How much boric acid to how much water you use for on it? 
Well, it'd be the same percentage. We don't want to exceed 2%. And the boric acid, again, for itching purposes, it's going to be treating infection. So, you know, as far as allergies, if we're dealing with those type of things, I'm going to pick a different therapy before I'm going to tell you to put boric acid on your dog. Um, There's a lot of other things. We might use colloidal oatmeal shampoos. We might look at an antihistamine to relieve the itch. And, you know, if pet has allergies, what we perceive as seasonal allergies, I will tell you, there is a fabulous new medication that is out and my clients are just screaming to the hilltops about how wonderful it is. It's called Apoquel and it actually helps to stop the itch um, receptors in the body and it basically it's it's just changing the way we treat pets with um, with seasonal allergies. So like I said, there's a lot of things in the bag of tricks. You just got to work with your veterinarian to find the right ones. What, what, what did you say that stuff? Apoquel? Apoquel. A-P-O-Q-U-E-L. So, and that, that is a medication that is specifically for pets with, um, allergies and allergic type symptoms. So, um, again, gotta make sure your vet is on board with that and that's in the right interest of your pet. So, um, make sure you consult with them. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. I wanted to say one other thing on Saturday morning. I was listening and there was a gentleman said he was an inventor and he talked about that cat going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. The cat throne. You remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 He, uh, uh, I saw that in back about 1959 on the Art Linkletter show where a guy had like a plastic hat, uh, like, you know, and Ron hats with a, with a brim, a flat brim like the Mexicans wear. And they, 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 you put it underneath the toilet seat, put litter in it, and the dog, the cat went up there and was using it. And after a while, he took the, cat, the litter, uh, the cat away, and then the cat would just go up there and use the, but, he, I, I can remember the joke he told Art Linkletter. He said, I can't get the cat to flush the toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was my I worry. Guy, I hope that guy didn't put a, a, a what you call it, on it. No, market, no, uh, what do you call those things where they... Trademark? They, a patent? put a patent on it patent? or something. That might, kind of might get in trouble. Yeah, who, who knows there. I just don't want to wait for the bathroom with my cat. I already got to wait with my family. Uh, yeah. So that is all thing. Especially with girls. Yeah. Thanks for your call, Jim. We appreciate it. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 for the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This next song goes out to someone real special, web developers. You've developed a worldwide web of convenience, and Geico.com is eternally grateful. Now everyone can pay bills, manage policies, maybe save big money on car insurance, all from the comfort of their desk chairs, recliners, and waterbeds. You're magicians with wands made of binary code, and that's why we're sending this next song out to you. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We are Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet, and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Lowe's or visit Lowe's.com slash Bosch. 
quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as trackline top 10 brands March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Phones are ringing white hot at one 405 8405 with your questions for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, and dog father Joey Volani. We're all here for you. Thanks for joining us today. How lazy are you? Are you as lazy as me? I'm pretty lazy, but I am definitely not as lazy as Tyler Smith. He's a 23-year-old of Greenville, South Carolina. How lazy was, yeah, was he? How lazy is he, Hal? Well, he lives in a two-story apartment complex, and he was so lazy on a cold, rainy day last week that when his dog wanted to go to the bathroom, uh-huh. He lowered the dog on a on a rope outside the window <gasps> down to the uh, ground floor. You're kidding. I would not poop you. And he took pictures of it and posted it on Facebook. <gasps> now he's in trouble because the, the he actually violated a city animal ordinance. So uh, he'll be going to court for that. What's there. that ordinance? Well, what's that? What's I, that law? You know, it yeah, doesn't. I'd like to know. Doesn't say it here. You can't fly your dog yeah. out the window. <laughs> I think that's dangerous. <laughs> if you're too damn lazy to get off the couch and take your dog out for a poop then perhaps you shouldn't have a dog. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Where are you calling from? Hey, uh, well, I'm from South Dakota. What's going on? Well, we got our little girl, Joey. She's uh, She'll be seven years Joey? old in a couple of months, and uh, she's a long-haired well, gray. Of... Okay, domestic. Pardon? I just wondered what kind of critter she was. <laughs> she's a kitty yeah, cat. Yeah, uh, well... Long-haired, gray domestic, and uh, lately she's been, you know, fur balls come up once in a while, but lately she's not chewing her food up. We've got her on the Purina Indoor Formula, she's an indoor cat, and uh, she always comes out of good health with all her checkups and everything, but she's not chewing it up. It's, it's shaped like little M&Ms, and, and they'll come out whole, you know, and mm, we're, okay. we're wondering what, what we can feed her, switch her to. Okay, that, and... Is she? You said she's been checked out by the veterinarian. Did they? Did she go to the vet recently? Uh, yeah, for her annual checkup. Okay, because for me, when I hear that Kitty is kind of vomiting up the food, um, the first thing is she's eating it, but she's just not really chewing it. She's just swallowing it as it is, right? Right. Okay. So now there are some different shape distinctions cats have, and uh, food manufacturers for dries, you know, they try to figure out the right shape that is most appealing. The truth is that some cats don't really chew all the shapes the same, and some will just really gulp it. And this is why some cats with no teeth can effectively eat dry food, um, because they don't always really spend a lot of time uh, masticating it, if you will. But if your kitty is vomiting, I'd say, you know, this diet may not be a bad diet, but it certainly would be something 
anything I would consider changing. First of all, I guess the, the first thing I always start with with a kitty that's vomiting a food is, you know, it's reasonable to try a diet change, sometimes going towards more of a hypoallergenic variety um, rather than just saying I'm going to brand B, C, or D down, you know, the grocery aisle. So with that, you know, I would see your veterinarian, make sure we have a good checkup. We might want to get some basic tests done because in some cases vomiting is really more than just about diet problems. It can be about something else kind of going on inside. Um, so I wouldn't want to miss something of that magnitude and that importance. Um, so that would be my little commercial to, to, to see your vet and have more done than just that physical exam because as good as we are, we can't always tell everything by looking. Um, so we do have to rely on those uh, clues, those tests, if you will. Um, but the the other part of your question is what can you feed? You know, and there's an actually a whole new thought in cat nutrition that's really going out there. And this is totally different than what we learned, you know, 10, 20 years ago in vet school. I'm not really that old. I'm just saying, people. <laughs> but um, the new mentality with cat nutrition is that we're actually looking at canned food as a good thing for a couple reasons. Um, we know that uh, it gives cats more opportunity to drink and take in more fluid. Um, and most times, you know, too many of the dry foods are really high in carbohydrates, and we really want a more protein-rich food with a lower carbohydrate content. And that sometimes the canned foods really fit th- fits that really well. And sometimes things like fiber really aren't going to be all that helpful, um, especially if we're having a constipation-type problem in some kitties. So while the hairball formula sounds like a great idea, I think I would probably consider even going to a canned variety, something that has lower fiber, higher in protein, low in carbohydrates, and gives your kitty a more opportunity to drink and see how that goes. But really, I would, I would definitely, if I had your baby here in front of me, I'd probably poke her with a needle, draw some blood, and maybe shoot an x-ray of her belly and making sure there's nothing really awry that shows up on there. And, you know, it is really interesting. The shape is such a big deal, and there's a lot of research these dry food companies do on that. But I've had uh, cats and ferrets even that the size or the shape of the food can be really what sells it to them or what doesn't. Um, so sometimes, you know, size and shape does matter. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call, Mark. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? (sighs) Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? (sighs) Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We're Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet, and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Best Buy or visit bestbuy.com slash Bosch. 
quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as trackline top 10 brands March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, Super Responsible. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Guide dog advocates in California say there is a growing problem with people dressing up their pets as fake service dogs so they can take them places where the animals would otherwise not be allowed. A Senate committee recently heard testimony from organizations for the disabled and from business groups who want lawmakers to deal with this. It's actually, it turns out, pretty easy to go online and purchase service dog harnesses, badges, and vests. And there's at least one online company that allows anybody to register any dog as a service animal and get an ID card with a photo for that pet. Well, we all know that vet bills, they can be absolutely enormous. Sometimes cash-strapped pet owners have to make a decision between euthanasia and trying to pay the bill. Sometimes there's just not a lot of choice here. Quick check of the Internet might offer a big solution here. Numerous charitable organizations are out there to keep this from happening, and they'll pay for at least a portion of the medical care for people who have limited incomes. Some focus on specific medical conditions, while others work on certain geographical areas. Others offer assistance at certain breeds, and it's certainly worth a look if you and your pet need some help. There is some great news for the endangered Catalina Island fox. The annual survey found that more than 1,800 foxes are now on the island. That's about 350 more than last year. This is a fox subspecies, and the only place it's found on the entire planet is on Catalina Island. And the group there was basically wiped out by canine distemper back in 1999. There were only about 100 left. Conservationists started a recovery program that included captive breeding and vaccinating the foxes. Now, that program ended in 2004 after the fox population tripled. And since then, the population's been growing steadily. And the Catalina Island Conservancy says this is one of the fastest recoveries of any endangered species on the record. If you've never seen a Catalina Island fox, they are adorable. The National Aquarium in Baltimore's renovated centerpiece exhibit is a big hit. Attendance way up after the opening of the new $12.5 million Black Tip Reef. That exhibit now features 779 animals, over 3,000 hand-sculpted coral replicas, and it's got sharks and one very, very large sea turtle on display. I'm Tammy Trujillo. You can get more breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first.
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Everyone, we're going to need volunteers to work this weekend. Man, this scout bitch is killing me. Thanks for volunteering, Mark. And let him be an example for the rest of you. Oh, uh, no, I wasn't... uh, It's time for new Selsun Blue Scalp Itch Treatment. It works at the source with the number one anti-itch medicine, hydrocortisone, plus soothing aloe for fast relief. New Selsun Blue Scalp Itch. Science for your scalp. Use as directed. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota Standard L compact tractor. Now rolling off the line from our new plant in Georgia. It could be your future tractor, your powerful Kubota diesel engine, your standard power steering, your pride and joy. It's a great time to make it yours with low-rate long-term financing available now. Kubota Standard L Compact Tractors, precisely engineered to help you get more done. Start something at Kubota.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Radio, you lucky dog. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. And if you want to ask your questions on the phone, that's the number. If you want to ask your questions online, you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android right now. It's a free download. You can listen to past shows. You can ask your questions directly to the Dream Team. Did I mention it was free? Right in your budget there. At least my budget, I'll tell you that right now. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the fine folks at FlexRx. And like people as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem that they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms. It restores natural joint function. And it's available at Pet Supplies Plus. Still got a $10 off coupon over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. We were talking about this earlier. Actually, we've been talking about this the last few weeks. Judy and I had the honor of taking a uh, a flight to Denver, and we saw somebody next to us that, well, they said they had a service dog. But I'll tell you, this dog was pretty high maintenance. It was running around. They couldn't even keep it in one place. It was uh, barking. It was uh, it would the owner would try to uh, treat it and uh, give it toys to play with. And I'm thinking, you know, if if that's really a service dog, shouldn't it be a little more well-behaved? Just my thought. Well, there's a there's kind of a trend across the country right now. There's no real certification for these dogs, no official certification. Anybody can go online and purchase a badge and a certificate that says their dog's a service dog. And uh, usually... It works, but is it ethical? Of course not. If you're not, if you don't need a service dog, it's not ethical for you to be saying your dog's a service dog just because you want them in a restaurant or playing with you or traveling with you. This trend has uh, caught the attention of a uh, friend of ours, Potopius Colleen Demling, 
And Colleen, uh, we welcome you to the airwaves here at Animal Radio. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, tell me a little bit about how you see this whole thing. You're exactly right. And it's really a shame because what most people don't realize is it's actually a misdemeanor. People can get in trouble. You can go to jail for doing this with your pet dog. Because in order for a dog to be a service dog, they have to have a skill that's been trained. And this is where there's often confusion because someone can say, oh, I'm nervous in public, but when I pet my dog, it makes me feel calm. Uh Well, under the American Disabilities Act, that doesn't count. The dog has to have a specialty skill that's been trained that directly relates to the person's disability. But do they have to be trained by a professional? Or or is this person a certified person that trains these dogs? No, they don't have to because the American Disabilities Act doesn't want to disenfranchise someone. So if someone's out in the country and either doesn't have the monetary resources or the access to get to a trainer, doesn't mean they can't have a service dog. They can train that dog themselves. But as you mentioned with the airline situation, Number one is these dogs should have basic obedience. So it definitely sounds like that dog probably wasn't a service dog. Is there any anything in the works to make one centralized certification for service animals so that somebody can go onto a computer and say, okay, this is an official service dog, like we do for driver's licenses? There's been discussions about it, and it has been proposed to put some legislation in, but the current difficulty with that is again back to a lot of times to get a driver's license you have to go someplace and pass a test and how do we help the people who do have legitimate disabilities with service dogs be able to continue to take their service dogs out even if they can't get to the government facility of some sort to take that test also some dogs only like seizure alert dogs will only do their skill when the person has the episode And so we definitely don't want someone to have to have a seizure for us to demonstrate that this dog alerts to that seizure. But it has been discussed because it's a big issue. And what can happen, too, as happened with you on the plane, is people get a bad feeling about service dogs. So when there is a legitimate service dog that some person needs to be able to be out in public and to survive, they're being denied access. Because you're taking their space, is what you're saying, right? Well, because they're, because the other, yeah, the other, the person with the fake service dog is taking their space, but also because store owners or restaurant owners have had bad experiences with fake service dogs, so they're less likely to allow real service dogs in their facility. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a very fragile line that they walk. Should they deny somebody that happens to have it? Well, it's, I believe, a $10,000 fine from the, the Disabilities Act. Is that correct? That is correct. That's why they don't like to to call out people on it. Yeah, they don't want to even question them. Right. Sure. Because they don't want to get in trouble. I saw a a family with a big black lab in Walmart on a long leash, and the dog was running around the aisles and everything. Not a service dog. No, they had a service vest on it, and I thought, that's not a service dog. Mm. It is not. And that's what the shame is, and what these people should realize, it it really is a misdemeanor. And in some states, it's a federal offense. So it's it's something to be taken seriously. It's something that is being cracked down on. It's getting a lot of press. You guys have been talking about it. And so it's not just, oh, let me take my dog to a restaurant. You're really breaking a law. But what about all these online retailers that are selling all this stuff? Aren't they going to get into trouble? They should. It's a shame because a lot of people get lured into thinking that it's legitimate because they've gone online, paid $80 for a vest. These companies will even send an ID tag that says it's a service dog, um, and, and send it to people who 
don't have service dogs. There's no vetting process. It's just a shame. It's, it's people taking advantage of a law that's there to help the disabled. Mm. We try to show both sides, and we actually contacted one of these companies to ask them to come on and talk with us, and they decided not to, to reply or come on the air with us. So I, I think that they already know that there's an issue there. I think there's a way, there's a solution. I'm not quite sure uh, how we all get together and uh, uh, certify this so that the right people are getting in and getting uh, into restaurants and, and hotels. And I think that it's just a matter of some kind of like one agency, one one accountable agency. And I'm not quite sure who that is yet or how we get everybody together on this. But I think it's a problem that we'll probably see oh, yeah. for the next few years at least. I agree. And I think at least the conversation has started. And that's the first step to solution so that people are talking about it. They're recognizing their problem. And as that happens, people will collaborate and, and come up with a solution. I appreciate your time today, Colleen Demling. Uh, check out the website, pawtopia.com. Thanks for hanging with us. Of course. Thanks for having me. What do you guys think? one 405 toll free. What about no. you? Yeah, it's a good thing my dogs are so bad that um I couldn't pawn them off as service dogs because I'd probably be one of those people that you know got it. But um my dogs are just just not not good, not to well behaved. Huh? No, yeah. I plead the fifth. <laughs> what about you, Tammy? I, you know, service dogs do such wonderful work, and the people who need them and really have them legitimately, they need them. They're, this is their lifeline to having a normal life. So anything that gets in the way of that, I am saying stop and stop right now. Good words. You know what's what's bad about it is it, it's the um, organizations that are actually making these people think that it's okay to do it. I mean, oh, yeah. it's 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 a shame. It's it's that's that's who um, they should go after first. Is, is once you stop that and you and you can't get it anywhere else except for a reputable um, place that's either certified or an organization that's actually that's what it's made for. Well, then you're going to stop it. Absolutely. I, I, you know, a couple months ago, I found one. It just popped up, so I started doing some investigating, and I can kind of ran through their application process, and then I pulled up short. Yeah, as I didn't want to go through with it because I know it's wrong, but boy, oh boy, are they, they continue to harass me on a weekly basis saying, come on, finish it up, come on, come on, come on. So they're really pushy. Oh, wow. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. In just a couple of minutes, Josh Dumas will be joining us. The ladies are all very excited in the studio. And Tammy, what are you working on? Dog names, cat names, okay? You know, remember it used to be always Spot and oh, yeah. Fluffy? Uh-huh. Okay, well, now keep your ears open for Max, Oliver, and Bela. Ooh. Top names for dogs and cats in 2013. I once named my cat Rover. Did you really? Yeah, he was a big black and white cat, and I named him Rover. He would come to us. People thought I was crazy. I bet he would. Yeah, he was more like a dog. Okay, here's your tip that you can't refuse. It's Stella and Chewy's, their brand new intro pack. Check out the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, the Phenomenal Pheasant, all great foods from Stella and Chewy's. All natural, none of those additives or preservatives put in there. And Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, that's her favorite food. In fact, that is her only food, and she looks dashy. She has a nice shiny coat. Check it out. The intro pack's available for three ninety nine wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Mr. Joey Volani, the dog father. How you doing, big guy? Remember Duck Duck Goose? Yes, I do. One of my favorite yeah, games. So anyway, I um, it's that time of the year. What time it's, is that? Um, well, it's, you know what? Spring is is just about upon us. It's time to get your dogs ready for the summer. And your cats, if they go out. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. If your dog needs to be cut down and go to the groomers, you're going to bring them now. You know why? Because then they're going to have a nice, they're going to have nice coat by the time the summer gets here. And that's going to protect them from the um, elements. It's going to protect them from the sun. If you wait too long and you wait till it gets too warm out and the dog gets um, clipped down, what's, what's going to end up happening if they go outside? They're going to get sunburned. So let's avoid all that. Okay, so let's do it now. It'll be at a nice, you know, one-inch length by the time, um, you know, the end of June gets here, and you'll have a dog that's real happy. If you're not, you know, if you want to do it yourself, well, get out your brush and your comb. Let's comb it all that undercoat. Let's get out. This is the perfect time to use it, um, to do it. Spray a little water on the coat because it'll help loosen everything up and get it out. Brush it through, comb it through. When that comb goes through nice and easy, then you know you're basically done. And that works for long-haired dogs, for double-coated dogs. And for your short-haired dogs, go out and buy yourself a rubber curry brush and just use that. And you're going to get a hell of a lot of coat out. But let's get them ready for summer. Just like, you know, we work out and we get ready for summer, we got to do the same thing to our pets. Maybe not so much working them out unless you have a real overweight, you know, fat dog. Other than that, um, you know, let's get them ready here. What's Come on, it, what, summer's coming. Let them look good. I don't summarize know, your pet. I don't know what the difference is between a curry brush and a regular brush. A curry brush is a short, very, very short um, rubber-pinned brush. Now, most brushes have metal pins. This has rubber pins. They actually um, will bend. So it's almost like a friction brush. What it's going to do, it's, it's going to pull everything out by friction instead of combing it through or brushing it through. It's just going to basically just, just apply a little bit of pressure, and by just that little bit of pressure, it's going to end up pulling out the coat. And, you know, if you go into the regular pet store, that's all you got to ask for is a curry brush. And they'll know what you're talking about. Unless I was walking there, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Now, yes, since you don't unless, know unless what... you were behind the counter. Since you don't know what a curry brush is, you shouldn't be grooming your dog anyway. You should let the professionals do it. I do like curry, though. I I like... <laughs> it's one of my favorite spices. Hey, listen, the, the, the lines are open. Toll free. one 405 8405 to ask hey. the Dream Team your question. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> we got time for a story here, because I got a good story to happen. I I'm love stories. And, and okay. you know what? Just so people know that Judy's jumping up and down, waving her arms. No, we don't have time. I say you have time. Sorry, Judy. <laughs> well, anyway, sorry, Judy. I, I seen that, but you know what? This is this is too good of a story to let go. Okay. We had a we we had a customer, Edith Grossman, and I would actually every time I go back to New Jersey, I would groom Choo Choo her, her um, Shih Tzu. Choo Choo and um, <laughs> Choo Choo. <laughs> well, Choo Choo, Choo Choo passed away. And um, she called me up. Of course, she was heartbroken, um, and she knew I was coming back from New Jersey. Um, and she asked me, "Can I groom the dog?" And the dog was already dead um, because they were doing. They were going to have a viewing. Wow. Now, I never groomed the dog for a viewing before, so oh. I asked. I said, "Okay, you know, because I I didn't want to ask her too much because she was really upset." But I said, "You know, how do I go about this?" She goes, "Would well, a veterinary set up all the arrangements, and they're going to have it in this um, 
pet funeral home. So I called up the veterinarian, and um, I must have been bothering because I called a few times, left some messages, and I told him, you know, who I was. I was calling for Mrs. Grossman. He got on the phone as soon as he heard that, and he was a little bit agitated because he was busy. And I said, she wants me to groom the dog. And he goes, how are you going to groom a dead dog? You can't groom a dead dog. And he goes, I have no time for this. And he got off the phone. So needless to say, I said, let me call the um I'll call the place that actually um, did the embalming and all that. So I do that, and he was like, yeah, sure, come on up. So I don't know if anyone has ever groomed a dead dog before. But you have. But it wasn't, it wasn't real easy, I have to tell you. It was very strange, but she was real happy. The dog looked good, and um, she actually sent me, believe it or not, pictures. Um, it, was just a, it was just a strange request. I've never groomed a... Um, a um, dog that had passed away but it made her happy and i guess it's, that's what it counts seems like it'd be easy because they wouldn't move they would stay still for you well you know what i was afraid of i was afraid of breaking something <laughs> you know i don't want a leg to come off or something and believe it or not it wasn't real stiff i guess the embalming gum um, keeps it a little bit um you know but it just it was just the whole thing was strange because you know you can't manipulate a dog like you normally would remember that guy we had on who does that for a living he uh stuffs your Pet. Pets, just in case you want to have Fido sticking around forever in your living room. Let's uh, head on over to John. Hey, John, how are you doing? Save us. <laughs> I'm doing good. How are, how's everybody there doing? Doing good. Great. What, what kind of animal do you got? you have an iguana or, or flamingo? No, I uh, I have uh, some pugs. I have three pugs. Cool. I've heard of those, yeah. And uh, yeah, one of them, she's starting to get up there. Uh, I think to while well, we found her somebody had uh, just turned her loose to survive on her own and uh, my wife and i rescued her oh and we've had her for several years now so we figure she's probably around 11 or 12 years old and yeah, she's you know she's slowing down mm-hmm. not, not moving as quick as what she used to and now Several years ago, I did have a Rottweiler uh, who are famous for the hip dysplasia. And uh, a vet at the time told me I could uh, give him one or two of the 325 milligram aspirin. And yes, it did seem to help him quite a bit. Now, what uh, is there any uh, problem with me? say, giving uh, the small 81-milligram aspirin to my pug. Absolutely. And I'll tell you that the honest truth is that aspirin may be a wonder drug for people, but each and every dose of aspirin that you give to a dog creates microscopic bleeding in the stomach. Every single dose. So whether or not you see a problem, you never see a problem vomiting, loss of appetite, or change in the stools, can guarantee you they've done research and shows that. So I do not advocate aspirin for dogs, um, and I certainly haven't in the last 15 years of practice. The reason is there are so many safer medications that are proven um, that can help with um, arthritic pain. So I would say throw the old idea of aspirin out the window for dogs because um, you can definitely can see problems. And the bad thing is that while it can cause some uh, relief of pain, 
its effects on thinning the blood can last for a week. So I can tell you that in one situation, I had a patent who was in a lot of pain. The folks had given it aspirin, and I couldn't give them anything else to help that dog um, that could really um, take away that pain for at least a week. So you can really shortchange your pet's comfort um, if we go with aspirin. So I would certainly, you know, there's some good things you can do, um, like glucosamine, uh, fatty acids, omega fatty acids are natural things that can help with arthritis. But if your pets kind of get, if your puggies get into that point where we need some more arthritic control, see your veterinarian for a good non-steroidal pain reliever. And, and that's honestly the best thing I can advise for you. Okay. Now I have a separate question. Okay. Um, the um, canine and the, and their blood. Uh, how how is their blood related to ours? Is it tight? Uh, the same as as Human blood types is, uh, say, uh, say my dog needed a transfusion. How would, you know, where, uh, how would mm-hmm. that come out? Okay. Well, good questions. And, and our blood is not compatible with dogs. So, <laughs> so a lot of folks have said, can I donate blood for my dog? And no, you can't. Um, but there are different uh, blood groups. And there's about 12 different blood groups. But there's really in dogs, there's one group that's most uh, significant when we're talking about blood transfusions. So that one group is, you know, really the biggest thing that we'll look at. So we do type in cross-match dogs when we need to give them a blood transfusion. Um, so I'd have to say most folks don't have their dog pre-tested. Um, but it is certainly something that we're aware of if a pet's anemic or has been in an injury and, uh, you know, we get into something where we need a blood product. Um, and, and, you know, cats too, you know, they definitely have their blood groups as well. And so they have a couple different blood types as well that we, um, you know, we watch for and we type them if they need a transfusion as well. Yeah, I, uh, I drive a truck for a living and uh, that's just the, the, the question about the blood. Is That's something I got to thinking about. Well, I was just staring out the windshield. <laughs> You're a thinker, man. You think some heavy-duty stuff out there on the road. Well, you definitely need to keep calling in and give us some more, uh, uh, some brain teasers here, some some plot, some veterinary knowledge, some obscure stuff that I can uh, challenge myself with. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Dr. Debbie, and I uh, greatly appreciate the information. Thank you so much for calling and give those pug babies a good kiss for me. This is Dr. Debbie. We're all here waiting for your call at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, there are two ways to check in with us. One is toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. The other way is download the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. You can ask your questions directly from the app over there. It's uh, pretty easy. You can stay anonymous that way, too. Coming up this hour, Josh Dumal. Actor Josh Dumal will be joining us, the ladies. Yeah. (laughs) All very excited. Of course, this is his second appearance on Animal Radio. So, uh... Yeah. I'm going to make him a regular guest. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. See, so Debbie seconds it. Uh, 
Well, I'll tell you, if I was on the other side of the fence, I probably would, too. He's a cute guy, and he loves animals, and I'll tell you, uh, both of those together. Yep. Also, this hour, we're going to talk to Judy Guth. Who is she? Well, she is my hero because she is an apartment landlord, and she only allows people into her apartments that have animals. That's so cool. She discriminates against those without animals, <laughs> let's say it. And uh, so that's very exciting. Yes? Is anybody going to scream at me anymore? Don't scream at me anymore. Well, we're screaming at you. I see you're very upset. I don't, I don't, don't want people screaming at me anymore. We're not going to scream <laughs> at you anymore. Nobody I'm a delicate flower. I can't take Bad, it. Ellen. Bad, Ellen. Down. The uh, toll-free <laughs> scream line is one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. if you'd like to scream at uh, Ellen. Or no more screaming. What's this? Judy just handed me something about this guy who's got a tattoo, who tattooed his... Oh, tattooed his dog? Oh, is that really? He tattooed his dog with a... Apparently, he did this at the veterinarian's office while he was unconscious, so the veterinarian approved of this. The guy tattooed a heart on the side of the dog's arm that says, Alex and me, little arrow through the heart, just like you would have a mom tattoo, and I guess they shave the area so that people can see the tattoo. What do you think about that, Dr. Debbie? You know what? I I don't see the reason to make a mark like that on an animal. Um, The the problem that I've run into in other stories has been that animals have been awake or just lightly sedated after they've come home from a surgery when people have done at-home tattooing. And it really, I mean, it should be done with them under general anesthesia if you're doing any kind of tattooing. Oh, it turns out... Oh, okay. It turns out that the guy who tattooed mm-hmm. the dog is a veterinarian. Did you read the bottom of the article? Interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. So are they going to say he's an artiste then? We'll have to find out more about that. Interesting article there. Hey, you want to go to the phones and answer some questions? Let's do yeah. Okay, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. right now. We go to Doris. Hi, Doris. Hi. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Reading, Pennsylvania. Listening on WEEU. They have a lot of pet lovers out there. I'll tell you that right now. How can we help you? Okay, my cat. She scratches, and she's losing her fur. It's at the size of her, at the back of her. And it's about the size of my hand. And I'm trying to figure out why she's losing all this fur. Okay. Is she, you're witnessing her chewing it out, or it's just falling out on its own? When When she washes, she sort of like gets in there and like chews, I guess you'd say. Okay. And it's on the sides of her body or her underbelly or her back? No, or exactly? no. It's just, it's just on the sides, sides of her, at the back. Okay. Like where her back All legs right. are and that. And that's okay. where it is. And she keeps, you know, like I said, scratching. And she did have, well, I guess it was like a uh, scab or something there at the back. And then that okay. went away. And she had one on her head, one on her head. That went away. And then there was one mm-hmm. underneath her, too. But that all okay. cleared up. That went away. Okay. And how old is she? She's two. Two years old. And ha- is this just a new thing, or has she been doing this for some time? Oh, I'd say she's been doing this for about maybe about a week now. Okay. So pretty pretty recently then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as far as with having sores and hair loss kind of in multiple areas of the body, the, the challenging thing with kitties is there's a lot of things that cause them to itch. <laughs> and we kind of go through this, what we call a differential list of what can be the most likely thing that could be causing the itch in a particular cat. Um, so in some areas of the country where we have fleas, um, that is even a year-round concern that we can still have problems with flea allergy dermatitis. So for me, 
that's always the first thing that I tackle on the list of how do we address itching, um, yeah. especially itching cats. So um, using an oral product that does a quick kill for fleas as well as using a topical is, is one of the ways that I will start off. In many cases, you know, we can even have problems like microscopic parasites um, or skin mites. And there are a variety of different kinds that cats can have. Um, a trip to your vet would be one of the things that we can help to figure that out where mm-hmm. we do not just an examination, but we actually take some samples and look under the microscope and look for these little scaly fellas running around. <laughs> and um, if so, then uh, some of the different topical medications um, might be useful um, to treat mites. So yeah. that's kind of another direction. Uh-huh. And I will tell you that cats, when they have allergies or um food allergies, they can have skin sores, itching, and problems all over their body, and, and it can really drive them quite crazy. So um, we always look at the potential for allergies, and it's a little harder to prove. So we try to eliminate some of these other things like the um, parasite-driven problems before we get to the diagnosis of allergies. But and often in a kitty that's itching, I will pull out some different remedies uh-huh. if we suspect it could be allergies. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's, it will start with just putting an Elizabethan collar on to really see if when we put this cone on your kitty's head, what happens to the skin? If kitty can't get to this area and the hair grows back and it's better, then we know that we have a very strong component of self trauma associated with that. If that hair doesn't grow back on its own, we could have something else systemic that's going on, and meaning that um, there can be internal problems that can cause skin disease. So um, hormone disorders, liver problems, oh kind of all sorts of gamuts of different things internally. I've even had a cat that had uh, bladder stones oh that overgroomed itself on its flanks, and it was a way that the cat manifested pain. So some of these things, well, there are some remedies we might talk about. You really just cannot get past a, a good veterinary consultation to decide what direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. But for allergies in kitties, there's a lot of ways we'll go. Things like steroids, um, prednisone. Um, there's a drug called cyclosporine, which is now FDA approved for cats in a liquid formula. And it can be really helpful for cats if we're trying to avoid the, the bad side of uh, steroid use and uh, still give them some good relief from the um, the and the scratch that they get with allergies. I don't know, have you tried anything so far with this kitty or had her to the vet? No, I haven't tried anything. I uh, I was going to see what you had to say, and then I'm going to call the vet tomorrow and see what they suggest I do. Yeah, and you know, short of things like treating for fleas and things like oatmeal baths, that's kind of going to be the limited things that you can do at home without having some veterinary prescriptions or veterinary directions. So um, I would say that definitely you're going to need to at least get that starting point with uh, the kitty. And have you had any new cats in the home or new pets? Nope, nope, she's the only one. She is. She's the favorite baby then, huh? Uh, (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. We've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. 
All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. The flooring experts at Lumber Liquidators have over 8 million square feet of top quality flooring that must be cleared out by March 31st. Get donor oak laminate flooring for only 49 cents a square foot. Exotic black mamba hand-scraped bamboo for just $1.89. Even three-quarter inch pre-finished hickory hardwood for an unheard of $2.59 a square foot. They've got free samples at your local store plus 22-month special financing available. So go to LumberLiquidators.com now to find a store nearest you. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. And we're all dancing in the studio, including the dog, and that doesn't surprise me. A new article in the paper today that Judy just handed to me is that uh, animals have a sense of rhythm and they could dance. And now this is not a surprise. I've seen Joey Volani's bird <laughs> bop its head to the boombox. I dance so, with my Labrador. Do they have rhythm? Are they a good dancer? Um, well, he's yeah, a little stilted, but he's still he kind of wo- wo- boogies to one side to the other, and it's <laughs> fun. I'm telling you, you should do it. Go get your animal right now. Hmm. Toll free one eight six six four zero five. 8405. The ladies are giddy because in just a few minutes, Josh Dumal will be back with us. This yeah. is his second time. Last yes, year, is. he was on, and I called him Josh Duhamel because that's how it's spelled. Uh, yeah. Also, a lady who's a landlord for an apartment complex, and she won't let you in her apartment complex unless you have an animal. That's her requirement. It's very cool. She's, she's a trendsetter, and she's my hero of the day. We're going to be talking to her in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. And uh, which one are we going to? Going to line two. Oh, I know I know who this is. Hi, Elena. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. I know you called me uh, a few minutes ago. You're very upset about something that Alan said last very week. Very upset. She's upset. You, you, last week we were talking about how long a dog's memory is and how smart they are. And I've always thought that really animals are smarter than humans. They can actually speak English, but because they're so smart, opt not to. <laughs> I'm from the camp that they're very smart. Uh, but uh, last week I know that... Uh, Alan, you mentioned something about their memory being pretty brief, like a couple of minutes. Well, I don't know what I don't know what you're referring to. I know dogs have memory, and uh, they just remember differently than people do. And there's uh, there's very little research on dog memory, but they remember, they associate. So if uh, if somebody was cruel to a dog, let's say hit a dog with a broom, every time someone lifted a broom, the dog would remember that event. Hmm. But as far as like naughty behavior. Uh, pooping in the house, things like that. It depends on the dog. Each dog is different. Uh, you know, some dogs aren't going to remember that they pooped in the house, and some dogs are, and some dogs are just going to associate the poop with you being upset, not knowing that they did it. Every dog is different, but yes, dogs do have memory. Yeah. They do remember things. How smart but not are they? the way dogs don't remember spatially like people do. In other words, Einstein once said, Hal, that if you give Hal a pound of bacon, an hour's going to seem like a minute. But if if you give Hal a pile of spinach, a minute's going to seem like an hour. 
And see, dogs don't do that. They just they don't do that spatial thing. So, Alina, what was your main complaint? Well, my main complaint is this gentleman speaking. This gentleman, Alan, is speaking out of his own opinion. And that's a lot, what a lot of humans do. They write books on their own personal opinion or what their small research has done. As far as I'm concerned, he's speaking out of his because that's not the case. Dogs now, are why do we name? Let me ask you a question. Why, why must we name call? Okay. Why do we have to name call? I have a good heart. I love dogs. Okay, you assume I'm, so let's just you talk to me like I'm your enemy. You, oh, no. If I agreed with you, you'd love me. Agree with what? Call agree with what? That I love, that I love dogs? And dogs? You don't have to, you don't wrong. have to agree with me. You just have to stop yelling at me. Let's have Alan, an intelligent Alan, conversation. Alan, Alan. what I'm saying because I listened to you while you had the floor. You're yelling at me. You're yelling at me. You're yelling at me. Alan, we have what you call uh, an unconscious, uh, unconsciously sensitive uh, sensitivity to the future. Like if someone's mm -hmm. coming to your door, pay attention to your pet. Your pet will know that someone's going to be arriving even 15 to 20 to 30 minutes before they get there. They have what you call, a, a, it's like almost like a pre precognition energy where they can see what's going to happen. If you pay attention, that's an, amu that's an a, amazing um, talent for a pet to have. And humans don't use that. The funniest thing is humans love to degrade and say, oh, this one's not as smart as me, or this one doesn't have this and doesn't have that. But in essence, it's the humans that have issues on this planet. They don't, they don't relate. They don't pay attention to their spirit. They're all they're programmed to do whatever everybody else is doing. Let's follow along with the trends. Animals, which you're speaking specifically of dogs, they don't. They follow their instincts. So basically, yes, if someone picks a broom up to hit them, their instinct is, oh, my God, this person's going to, this, this, this owner or someone's going to hit me and hurt me. Whereas someone else picks up, uh, picks up a bat for a human, they might say, oh, yeah, you think you're going to hit me with that? And then, boom, they get hit. So the, the intelligence of a human cannot even compare to a dog, cannot compare to most of the species on this planet. But they always like to create this superiority complex of who they are, and they're better than. And I know more than you know, so I'm going to write a book and tell everybody that a dog is less intelligent than I am. News I never flash. said that. Not true. I never said that. You know what? Can I, I, you I know, just chime in? You know, she brought personally, up some really... Personally, personally Alan, I, I love people. I love people. No, not yeah. when Alan's talking. You can't say anything. Just let him get no, it out of the way. Can't. Okay, I love people. I love dogs. I don't. I, I don't degrade people, and I don't degrade dogs. I have no ego where dog behavior is concerned. My whole goal is to create happiness between a dog and a dog owner. I don't know any more than you. I just know what I've observed with many, many dogs, and I've helped many, many people and their dogs. And did you write uh, a book why on you this, Alan? Of course not. I don't write books. Okay, so I help how, people. Did you get paid for doing this somehow? No, I help people for free, actually, because I care so about the dog. There's no money exchange in your knowledge. No, there's no money exchange no, when that, I help. That I grant you a little applause for, but in essence, you said yesterday they have a two-year-old mentality. That's their mentality. Well, humans are trained, and some of them can't comprehend anything. You tell them their name, how do you spell it? Uh, yeah, Helen with an A. Oh, how do you spell that? You know how many times I come across human beings and I'm like, are you even trying to evolve as a spirit? So as far as I'm concerned, I get offended by this because I pay very close attention to my dogs and I'm enamored by the way they understand things because I give them so much love and attention. I treat them like an equal, which most people would never, maybe they would think, oh, that's crazy. Treat them like an equal and they actually love and respect me. And that's the way human beings should treat other human beings. And then maybe we'd have more happiness on the planet. 
That's my opinion. Dr. Debbie, you, you wanted to mention Yeah, something. I just wanted to make a point. that she, she actually raised a point of dogs are far more perceptive when we talk about senses. So when we look at senses, yes, they possess greater sensory ability than we can. Um, that is well known. Um, they can hear things. They can smell things. They can sense energies that we cannot. But is that intelligence in the definition of what we talk about when we talk about humans? It's not the same thing in that it's not a measure of an intelligence. It's a measure of um, greater awareness and greater sensory capabilities. But I think that's we're kind of getting to the definition of what is intelligence. And uh, I think that's kind of where these guys are different. Look, you know, there's some really smart dogs. I'm not, I'm not any smarter than anybody. I'm not very smart at all, and I'm not superior to a dog. Dogs are just different than we are. Every, every animal is different from a dog. Everything is different. So, you know, with a dog, when I say that a dog has a two-year intelligence level, what I mean is, you know, a dog can't do math. A dog doesn't understand science. A dog doesn't fly to another planet. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I think... He doesn't fly to another planet. No, he doesn't create a ship that goes to another planet or uh, build an airliner and things like that. That's all I'm saying. Neither does the majority of humans. Well, you know, that's true. But the majority of humans can learn things that a dog just can't. That's not to say they're superior. In other words, like, you know, when I'll test a dog and how smart he is, you know, what I'll do is the coffee can test is what I call it. And all I do is I take a piece of food or a treat and I put it in a coffee can right in front of the dog's face. Now, some dogs will forget the food is there almost immediately, like a beagle or a basset hound. They just walk away. They don't even remember or that the food is there because they can't see it out of sight, out of mind. Uh, you know, take a lab and you do that, and he just takes his paw and knocks the can over and gets the treat. Do you want to know why? And- do you want to know why? The funniest thing is you look at that as, an, as them being not intelligent and saying, oh, they forgot it was in the can. Um, I have a bass and hound, which is hilarious that you say that, but I'm going to knock it off the course here. When they, when they actually do that, they're walking away saying, what do you think, I'm an idiot? If you're going to give me food, give me food. Don't give me food in can so I have to pick now, the lid off. And all here's, sudden, here's my question to you. Maybe here's their my intelligence goes a little beyond that and says, here, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This you. is how you're going to treat me? Like here's, I'm some kind here's of my question clown? to you. I mean, here's my question. Bottom line here's my is, question is I believe, and you might not believe this, and nobody in that radio station might not believe this, but every... Everything that walks around on this planet has a spirit living within it. And that spirit, okay. the only difference between us and them is the body that it en- encompasses. That's what the difference is. And people who judge and don't think positive about this, that's where they're living. They're, they're, they're missing out on life because the, the most of the creatures, species, other than humans, bring so much love and great feeling to, to, the, to the universe. It's beautiful. And yeah, fair. That's fair. And say, oh, let's judge them and let's make them, let's make them think that they're, oh, they're not as smart or they don't get it. Well, maybe it's the owners. Think about the owners and how they're treating the pet. Because oh, my pets right. don't soil you're the right. house. They get everything. Right. They understand everything. You're, you're right. The owners are usually the problem when it comes to dogs, when I see. But I don't know what dogs think. I, I don't know what your basset hound thinks. I have no idea. So well, I don't you know, know how you but do. but I do because I pay attention. I don't know how you do. And I'm aware and I'm conscious. And that's the thing that people need to start understanding, human beings, is start to connect more. Start to stop not judging so much the other species around us and trying to make make them feel that they're inferior to us. 
maybe make them on the same plane, plane as you, and you will enjoy and love your life, and your life will just blossom, because those creatures were created by God. And I'm not going to get religious, but I'm being honest with you. And he put them here to balance out the human mind, because he knew that humans were going to be negative about everything, chastise everything around them. And you better be careful in the next life, you might be a dog. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Underwriting for Animal Radio comes from Kitty Agogo. Check it out. If you if you have a cat, you want to listen up. Those litter boxes are generally pretty unsightly around the house. And you know exactly what they are. You walk in, you smell them, and you look down, you see the litter, and you say, Oh, you have cats. Unless you have... From the makers of Litter Robot, Kitty Agogo. These are beautifully designed cat litters, easy to clean with decorative hoods. They're available in six colors and patterns and custom designs. And they're made of the highest quality injection mold, high-impact stain-resistant plastic. They're strong, and they're so easy to clean. They have a little rake that you just pull all the way through it. Picks up the poop and dumps it into a bag. Um, which you, you like that rake? I know you use I that do. all the time. I like that rake. Yes, I do. And I just, I just think they're pretty. They are very, very pretty. Check it out. Kittyagogo.com is the website. That's Kitty A G O G O. Kittyagogo.com, and of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. The flooring experts at Lumber Liquidators have over eight million square feet of top quality flooring that must be cleared out by March 31st. Get donor oak laminate flooring for only 49 cents a square foot. Exotic black mamba hand scraped bamboo for just 189. Even three quarter inch pre finished hickory hardwood for an unheard of 259 a square foot. They've got free samples at your local store plus 22 month special financing available. So go to LumberLiquidators.com now to find the store nearest you. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, how about low libido, or weight gain? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to get relief from these problems. But you're in luck. Because Amberin can help you balance hormones and relieve your hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, and other symptoms of menopause. And now you can finally lose weight with Amberin Weight Loss, a powerful new product that will help you get the results you want. So you can finally lose the weight and all those other awful menopause symptoms. Call now and ask how you can get your free sample of Amber and Weight Loss. Just call 1-800-242-4166. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call Amber and right now, 1-800-242-4166. That's 1-800-242-4166. 1-800-242-4166. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. 
And I'm Tammy Trujillo. Don't be surprised if the next time your cat gets an injection, it's in the tail. Now, we're all very used to the vet giving our kitties shots in the shoulder area. Recently, though, concerns have come up about treating rare but very potentially deadly injection site sarcomas, cancers. Some vets then shifted the site to the hind legs since an amputation, if necessary, would be easier and more successful. Well, now, Dr. Julie Levy at the University of Florida is suggesting that a cat's tail might be an even better choice, since dealing with a tumor in the tail would be a whole lot simpler surgery. She did a study, and it showed that cats tolerated the injection pretty well. Well, some dog breeds, you know, have that reputation of being aggressive. But researchers in the U.K. took a closer look recently at the situations under which dogs aggress. They checked with over 4,000 dog owners with a variety of breeds, and they logged reports of negative responses toward family members, around strangers in the home, and outside of the house. And about 3% reported aggression toward family members in certain circumstances, about 7% toward strangers coming into the house, and about 5% toward strangers off the property. And it also found that dogs from breeders were less aggressive than those gotten from pet shops and rescue groups. But I love the way the lead researcher in the study summed this up. She put a post in her blog and she said, dog aggression has little to do with breed, so test the owner. Okay, this is kind of a brilliant idea. The call has gone out worldwide for knitters to make little pullovers for penguins in rehab. The Penguin Foundation says the little jumpers keep the rescued penguins warm, and it also stops them before they can be properly cleaned from trying to clean toxic oil off their beaks if they've been involved in some kind of an oil spill. The foundation is based at Phillip Island Nature Park in Victoria. That's near Melbourne, Australia. And it also distributes the little jumpers. These are so cute. To other wildlife rescue centers. Well, we do like to follow the trends here on Animal Radio. And yes, there are trends in what people name their pets. Max, that was the top name for male dogs in 2013. While more male kitties were named Oliver last year. Now, oddly enough, the top name for girl dogs and girl cats in 2013 was Bella. The annual survey comes out from a website called rover.com that connects dog owners with pet sitters, and it's based on its U.S. database of several hundred thousand registered clients. The trend of giving pets people names has caused a big overlap in dog and cat names, and that just wasn't the case in the past when Spot and Fluffy were most popular. I'm Tammy Trujillo. You can get more breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Get something started that's the sound of a Kubota standard l compact tractor now rolling off the line from our new plant in georgia it could be your future tractor your powerful Kubota diesel engine your standard power steering your pride and joy it's a great time to make it yours with low rate long-term financing available now Kubota standard l compact tractors precisely engineered to help you get more done start something at kubota.com 
No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I, I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Boston would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? <laughs> Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Ugh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds <sighs> and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh -uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? <sighs> Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Welcome back the second time to Animal Radio Airwaves. Josh Dumal. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? It's Dumal. Huh? Dumal. That's all right. <laughs> you just can't, Still get, can't it get it right. right. Dumal. I knew that. I knew that. What, what did I say? I'm just Dumal. playing. What? You're, you know, mispronouncing the last Well, you know Dumal. what I said last year? Duhamel. Do you remember what I said last year? I said Duhamel. Hey, it's been, it's, been, it's been butchered my whole life, so whatever you call me, I'll answer to. Okay. How about just Josh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's fine, too. <laughs> Well, now, you've been staying busy the last year. You've uh, had some career changes or doing different things, but now you're working on something kind of special for the animals. What's that all about? Well, you know, it was never anything that I set out to do. I never had uh, dogs or cats or anything growing up. I used to catch, uh, you know, turtles and frogs and stuff like that as a kid. I always had a real fascination with animals and nature and ended up getting my degree in biology because of all that, but I didn't. I didn't really set out to do any of this until I got a dog. Uh, I think the second year I was on Las Vegas, I bought a dog named Zoe, which I still have. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know at the time anything about rescuing. I didn't know that was, it didn't even cross my mind, to sure. be honest. And it wasn't, it wasn't until right after I, I bought Zoe that uh, a woman named Lori Zerwick, who's my, who's the, the UPM on the show, like the, the, the line producer, Said, what are you doing, you schmuck? There are <laughs> millions of dogs out there that are looking to be rescued. And I was like, oh, okay. And so when it became time to find a little friend for Zoe, we we started looking around for a, a, a rescue dog as, as a, sort of a friend for her. And that's when I first became introduced to, to animal rescue. And Meatloaf was the little guy that we rescued, and he was just this Truly the sweetest little dog you could imagine, the best pet, and everybody loved him. And when he died a couple of years ago, uh, you know, I just I posted, I think it was on my Twitter, that, you know, rest in peace, meatloaf, he was a rescue. And from then, it just sort of kind of became uh, one of my, one of the things that I'm passionate about. And the more I learned, the more passionate I become. And, and here we are. You know, several years later, and we just produced a, a little web series called Rescue Wagon, Tales from the Road, uh, with, with PetSmart Charities. Oh, that's awesome. And you're the executive producer on that. Yes. Yes, I am. I, I was actually doing some work with PetSmart Charities a couple of years ago in New York, uh, celebrating the five millionth, uh, pet adoption. And it was then that I learned from a guy named Steve Pulowski, who runs the marketing over at PetSmart Charities, that, uh, 
you know, he's, he's sort of giving me a rundown of some of the charities that, are with, that, are, that they're involved with. And this one really caught my eye, the Rescue Wagon Program, because I just thought it was a beautiful story that these dogs who were literally on, you know, the brink of being put down, uh, which four million dogs a year do get put down, uh, they go in, they, re- they scoop them up at some of these shelters that, that can't, they just can't sustain financially all these dogs that are sort of dropped on them and so what this this rescue wagon does comes in picks them up and takes them to parts of the country where they're looking where families are looking for rescue animals believe it or not there's, oh, that's great there's places around the country that have not necessarily a shortage but uh can 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 help uh, sustain more animals more dogs and and i just thought it'd be a great idea to sort of tell it from the dog's point of view and sort of uh explain what this program is in a, in, a, in, a, in a narrative uh, such as this web series. Mm. You've enlisted the help of some of our other friends, Kristen Bell and Brett Michaels. Yes, and uh, many others. You know, it's, it's, it's something that Kristen Bell is, is very, I know Kristen very well. She's a, truly a, a, one of the sweetest people I know, uh, and she's a huge uh, animal rescue uh, advocate. And so I just reached out to her and said, do you mind giving us... Uh, your story for the show, and she did it immediately. And and it's those little stories that I think sort of add more color to the show and and just make it uh, even better than it already was. Mm. And the beauty of this show is you don't have to subscribe to Netflix and you don't have to sign up for (laughs) Spike TV. No. This is all online at Rescue Wagon, and that's spelled W-A-G-G-I-N. Right, like a wagon tail. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I just realized that just I'm a little slow, Josh. Rescuewagon.org. And of course, we'll link to everything you put on today's show over at animalradio.com. Yeah. Very, very cool. Now, are, you, are there plans for another series? Is this uh, going to be the only one? Uh, is it, uh, what is the reaction like so far? Is it, uh, have you crashed any servers? From- well, I don't, you know, I haven't actually even seen the, the results yet. I just know that uh, the people that have seen it are really responding well to it. It's, it's, I'm really proud of it. You know, we, uh, I have a little team of, of people that, 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 that really helped me with this. My, my, my producing partners who have done, you know, they, they help produce American Idol and they've done a, they, the Survivor and shows like that. So they understand how to make these kinds of shows and really tell a compelling story. And it was, uh, it, without them, I couldn't have done this because this is one of my first ventures into producing, and and this is the kind of stuff that we want to do at my at, at my company is things that actually mean something, and and so you know, I, I, like I said, I'm very proud of it, and I think that the show just keeps getting better and better. You know, we're still sort of finishing up the last couple episodes, but every time I watch it, it just keeps getting better, and it's exactly what we set out to do is to so cool, you know man. show what the program is, uh, advocate. Uh, you know, rescuing versus buying uh, from a puppy mill or whatever, and just sort of telling the, the tales from from the dog's point of view, and it's it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Well, I want to congratulate you and Fergie on your new addition, your two-legged addition to your family. Yes. And how does your dog get along with the baby? Oh, it's really funny how they. <laughs> At first, Zoe really didn't want much to do with him because she just saw him as sort of running interference on her time. Sure. <laughs> But now she, she she sees him as a potential playmate and ball thrower, more specifically. And it's funny how she sort of has taken on kind of a protective role. You know, if he's laying there rolling around on his little spot, 
she kind of just sits there and, and, and watches him, um, patiently waiting for the day that she can, you know, enlist him as her, her ball thrower because she will do it all day if she can get him to do it. <laughs> That's mm. awesome. Josh, before you go, I just wanted to say you're going to think I'm a goon. But I swear to God, at least once a year, me and my wife sit down and watch Win a Day with Tad Hamilton, one of the best movies ever that not enough people have seen. And your facial expressions are incredible. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, that was the first movie I ever did. Wow. Was, was, uh, I love that. It's just downhill from there, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, until you came on Animal Radio. Yeah, now is, you're going up. This should be the pinnacle right yeah. here, Josh. That's right. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for hanging with us again. We're going to have to do it more often. Hey, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, PetSmartCharities.org. You can see, I think the first four episodes are up now. And uh, there's four to go. So it's, uh, it's, it's a great story. And I think that it's, uh, I think it's going to do a lot of good for Animal Rescue. So you're doing you great work. Doing awesome work. Check it out. We'll put links over at the AnimalRadio.com website. There you go. Josh Dumel uh, joining us. Hold on a second, Josh. There you go. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Um, yeah, hold on one second. I'm just going to pull over so you don't hear the buzzing in the thing. Are, have sorry. you been driving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in Vermont. I could lose you at any moment. But what is it you want me to say? Wendy Malik, Animal Radio, Spay and Neuter. So, uh, hi, this is Wendy Malik. Okay, listening to Animal okay, Radio. I got it. Okay. Hi, this is Wendy Malik on the Animal Network, and don't forget to spay and neuter. Animal Radio. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio, and do not forget spay and neuter. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. So my daughter, seven years old, wants me to take out the family photo album the other day. She says, I want to see pictures of Grandma, which is always quite difficult for me. That's my mother, who passed away uh, just about two years ago. A devastating blow from which I still haven't recovered. But when my daughter wants to see pictures of her grandmother, damn it, we, we look at the pictures. And this time, you know, I, they say time heals all wounds. Uh, my mother battled pancreatic cancer valiantly and went out with dignity. So uh, it gets easier. And some of the pictures are, are actually can bring a smile to your face. Funny. She was good for these funny dances and whatnot. We were flipping through, and my daughter noticed it. She actually said for the first time, She's like, geez, Daddy, you're not sad for the first time. We're further into the book than we've ever been. And I said, yeah, I'm noticing that myself. So we, we went deeper. We went back into pictures she may have never even seen. And then all of a sudden, we struck a photo of my mother with our dog, Cruiser, who we lost uh, quite a few years ago. And lo and behold, the trigger. The two of them together, Cruiser sitting in her lap, she never even liked the name I gave him, but she let me give him the name. The two of them together, it was just uh, not ready for that one. I made fun of a girl once for having a, a doggy photo album, and it said it on front. It was specifically for her dogs. She had big dog. She had two huge dogs that would greet you at the door. I mean, they made Marmaduke look like a like a Shih Tzu. And I said, but don't make doggy photo albums. Can't you just put them in with the family photo? This was the first time that I thought, geez, you know, that doggy photo album, not a bad idea. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio.
Hi, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. Oh, oh. My dog's talking to his buddy on Skype. Yeah, that poodle next door really is a snob. Oh. Hey, wait a minute. I do not smell like a human. Oh. Stop telling your friends I have fleas. Oh. I know you are, but what am I? Wouldn't it be great if you could talk to your dogs and they could talk back? A lot of people think their dogs do understand their conversation. Dogs can understand some words. There's no doubt about that. But when you have a conversation with them, they have no idea what you're talking about. We talked about how clicker training speeds up everything. There's more than one way to communicate with your dog. Hand signals with the word. If you have a dog and he knows a command, let's say sit, walk up to him right now. Think up a hand signal that you'd like to use for sit. Maybe it's a closed fist. Maybe it's a chopping motion. Whatever you choose. Every time you tell your dog to sit, use that exact hand signal. You'll notice your dog's focused even more than before on what you're doing. Dogs are always watching us, and what they're looking for is signs of leadership. Hand signals are a great way to accomplish that and to communicate with your dog. They'll also speed up the process of you teaching your dog new things. When you tell your dog he's being good, have a hand signal to go along with it. Have a hand signal for the word treat. If you take time out and watch your dog, you're going to notice your dog spends a lot of time watching you, much more than you do watching him. Eventually, you can communicate with your dog without talking at all, and you'll be amazed how fast he learns new things when you use a hand signal as well as a word for what he's already doing. Yes, we all know you were the first puppy in the litter to be housebroken. I can't repeat that. I've got hand signals for stop, down, stay, sit, get behind me, heal, watch me or pay attention, treat, and good dog. My dog hates that hand signal. It's the one I used to tell him we're watching The Bachelor. Oh, you're a good dog. No, Dr. Debbie's not going to give you a shot. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. It is Animal Radio. Write that on your unk. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. This hour, underwritten by the fine folks at Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options and colorful designs, especially suited for smaller homes and apartments where the traditional litter box is an eyesore, okay? Available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Please put that URL in very carefully. <laughs> oh, yes. Site that's yes, just like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I am so proud to have this next lady on the phone because she is a pioneer. She is a landlord, and one of the mandatory things that she has when you want to get an apartment at her complex is you got to have a pet. you got to have a pet. Uh, you heard me right. You may be going around looking for an apartment right now, and they say no pets allowed. No dogs allowed is what they say, yes. but not here. I welcome to the airwaves Judy Guth, and she's uh, out of, I believe, Hollywood. Hi, Judy. How are you doing? Hello. I am Judy Good, and I am a landlord, and I rent only, only for people because I discriminate uh, pet owners. You only rent to pet owners because yes. you discriminate. Yes. Can I, can I yeah. Yeah. Yes. We love discrimination of this kind. I love that, yes. You know, Woo. I am doing it for the last 50 years. Really? My units are now 12 in North Hollywood, and only pet owners are welcome. I always check out the pets first. They have to be friendly and uh, adopt for the uh, orders. And uh, they are welcome with 
any size with me. What if someone comes to you and they say, I'd love to live at this complex, but I don't have a pet? I say, I am sorry, it's no vacancy for you. Oh, uh, no vacancy for no <laughs> vacancy. Can she do that? Can you, can, you, can you actually do that? To, to, have you had, like, lawyers show up yet at your door? Is Gloria all red right outside your window right now? I don't care. It has to be a pet owner. You know, I still see it in the newspapers, small pets, no pets, cat maybe, yeah. and I don't like it. They are the one who discriminate in the rental housing against pet owners. Ah, here, here. I, I love that. Now, let's say somebody moves in. They get a new carpet. Is that correct? Yes. The new uh, prospective tenant, we prepare the apartment perfectly clean, and I put a new paddings and new carpets, but the tenant have to buy the carpet. No cats and no dogs have accident on this carpet. The tenant take care of it. I don't have to which is part of the good business. Sure, and they can take the carpet when they go, right? <laughs> they can, sure. if they don't, under the pet or the sofa. When I was younger, now I am 84, you know. Wow. I cut up the carpet piece and I take it to the animal shelter. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I love that. Now, oh, I, I'm assuming idea. this is a you know a hard place for people to find you know place for their animals, so I'm assuming the people stay for quite a while, but what if they stay quite a few years and their animal passes away during that time? Oh, yeah. What if their animal dies? Yeah. Well, then I go with the... I leave the pet owners to have morning time for their pets, uh-huh. about a half a year, and after that, I taking them out for a lunch or dinner, and next day to go out together and choose an expat. And usually I get home with the other one, too. <laughs> so you, you actually take them shopping for another pet, to, uh, to go adopt another pet. Yes. I love wow. that. But they have I... to move. Now, how many pets do you have? I am 84 now. I have walking difficulty because I am diabetic and it is coming out on my legs. Uh-huh. Now I have a small dog, which name is I Love Shushi. <laughs> I Love Shushi? Yes. Yeah. My neighbors Beauty. doesn't know my real name. They just call me Shushi, too. <laughs> so so do you have, like, a, a, a real long waiting list to get in your apartment complex? And no, how many apartments do you... I, ha- do you- I am very lucky. I have fortunate to have, first of all, Mr. Dennis McCarthy from the Daily News recognized what I am doing 10 years ago, and he called again. And I have a manager, his name is Jerry, she's, who is take care of, because he loves pets too, and he has one too, uh, for the apartment house, and this is how we go. In my house, the rent is available, and I do not take pet deposit. Wow. Mm. How many many apartments do you have in your apartment complex? It is 12 units. 12 units. 12 units. How long do people stay? One bedroom stay? with balconies, the four bedrooms. It's 12 units all together. I have tenants there for 24 years. Wow. I have now a 20-year tenant and the 18-year-old, wow. 18-year tenancy with a lovely young lady who is now changed the apartment from one bedroom to the two bedroom a couple years ago and has three dogs. My accent, by the way, is Hungarian. I love your accent. I got to tell you right now that I am in love with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, she. You need a reality show on, you know, Animal Planet or Discover Channel or something. I mean, it'd be so much fun to watch you and and your tenants. It'd be a blast. I'm an old woman, you know. But all my life, I had good parents, and I didn't have brother, sister, and relatives, and it was only pets in my life. I have cats and birds and dogs. And I had a rabbit rescued once, but during the Second World War, 
somebody steal our rabbit and eat it. <gasps> no. Oh, I was sick for years. For, I still remember, you know, and I was about 14 year old at that time. Yeah. Hmm. How, how do we get other landlords to do what you're doing? I, I am a member of the Apartment Owners Association, and they go approximately to, twice a year for lecture tours. You can hear in the background my little dog. Uh-huh. Um, and I teach people how to prepare the apartments for pet owners and uh, how to rent the apartment, how to check out the pet. Until now, people were smiling at me or get up from the chair and leave the room. But now, lately, as we have more vacancy, preparing for the next century, <laughs> and uh, wow. more people renting for small pets or no pets or cat maybe or bird maybe or fish maybe. <laughs> you are so awesome, and I thank you for taking time. I know you've been getting a lot of interview requests. Yes. Every week we can call, do you have a vacancy, and be sorry to turn away people. I thank you so much for spending time with us today and telling us about this. I hope there's other landlords listening, get, yeah. getting the idea. Oh, I no hope kidding. because it's a good business. There goes my hero of the day. She's my hero. Mine too. Yeah. Wow. Let's dedicate the show to Judy Guth. It's over. But if you want more, you can head on over to the website at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.